Hi everyone and welcome to the Allie on the Run show. I'm your host Allie Feller and this is episode number 30. Get excited because today we are talking about Crohn's disease. I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was seven years old and I go through flare-ups every so often and I happen to be going through one right now so I decided what better time to talk about my story here on the Alley on the Run show than while I'm in the thick of it, while I'm sick and all of these symptoms, thoughts, and feelings are very much present in my everyday life. And when I first decided to record this episode, I was like, you know what, maybe I'll start with a little disclaimer, like, hey, if you're not comfortable listening to me talk about poop, then maybe this episode isn't for you. But guess what you're not getting? That disclaimer. Because if you are uncomfortable listening to someone talk about going to the bathroom, specifically poop, you are exactly who I need to listen to this episode. I have so many friends who are like totally cool with it. Talking about going to the bathroom is no big deal. But if you are one of the ones who is like a little squeamish, who's who thinks poop is gross, I need you to listen to this episode because what I need the world to know is that pooping is not gross. Do you know why? Everyone does it. We don't think peeing is necessarily gross. We don't think showering is gross. I know that's different, but like it's just a bodily function and we all do it. And as I've said before, things are only a thing if we make them a thing. So if we say that pooping is gross, if we make a big deal of it, then yeah, people are gonna get weird about it. If we can just all accept that everyone does this and it's not such a big deal, then I'll tell you my life is about to get a lot easier. So sit back and relax, and this is my Crohn's disease story. Okay, so here's the disclaimer you will get. This is just my personal experience with Crohn's disease. I am not a doctor and I don't play one on this podcast. So if you're looking for expert advice, go elsewhere. But if you're interested in one woman's journey with an incurable chronic illness, I've got you. First, I keep saying Crohn's disease. What even is that? Crohn's is an inflammatory bowel disease and I could spew all the science at you or at least the science I've tried desperately to understand over the years or I could just explain it as simply as possible, which is to say that Crohn's disease is an inflammation in my intestines. Technically, I have Crohn's colitis. So I have both Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. That means I'm an overachiever and that my disease, my patches of inflammation and other nasty stuff like polyps and and sores, it's all spread out throughout my small intestine, my large intestine, and my colon. In other words, it is very hot and sexy up in here. So Crohn's is a chronic illness, but for me, it's one that comes and goes. I can go from being super healthy, so running marathons, chasing my dog, Ellie, you know her, she barks in the background here sometimes, honeymoon in Africa, just straight up living the dream, to being bedridden, or rather bathroom ridden, pretty much overnight. When I'm healthy, I say I'm healthy for me, so I always have an overactive stomach. I always have to use the bathroom at least three times before I leave the house, and even on my best days, it's common for me to need bathroom stops while I'm out on a run. But it's not a huge deal because it's just what I'm used to. I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was seven. I was this tiny little human. I was fun, I was active, I was happy, and I mean, honestly, I was like the perfect child. My mom dressed me in head to toe limited two outfits. I had bangs, I had very small ears. I still have very small ears, but I did eventually ditch the bangs and the little pansy overalls. Though, if those could come back in style, that'd be great. Anyway, the summer before second grade, we were on this big feller family trip up in the lovely New Hampshire uh, White Mountains. 
We're talking grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, and me, the youngest of the bunch, and the year was 1992. So one day, our big family activity was riding the Cog Railway, which is this train that goes up Mount Washington. And me, the youngest of the bunch, I barfed the entire time. And not because I was like had motion sickness. I got so sick. I basically just lost control of all my bodily functions and I developed a fever and it didn't take long for my parents to realize that something was up. This wasn't just uh, this wasn't this wasn't just the cog railway treating me not so nicely. So we aborted the family trip so that my dad could take me to the hospital where they they had no idea what was wrong with me. Eventually, I was transferred and admitted to a fancy hospital, Dartmouth-Hitchcock Medical Center, which had a really good cafeteria with really good brownies. We loved those brownies. I saw a pediatric gastroenterologist. Shout out to Dr. Edwards. She came in late one night on her night off with no one on staff to help her, and she gave me an endoscopy. Want to know who her nurse for the procedure was? My dad. My afraid-of-blood-can't-handle-hospitals dad. Would that ever fly in 2017, just like a random guy scrubbing in? I don't know. But I do know that apparently he passed out within seconds of walking in the room. So I'm pretty sure Dr. Edwards flew solo and still came out with a diagnosis for me. Dr. Edwards, you were a rock star. Love you. So that endoscopy confirmed that I had Crohn's disease. And we, my family, we had no idea what that was. There was no internet back then. We were pretty much living in the dark ages of of medicine for us. So my parents asked all the questions they could think to ask, but ultimately we were pretty clueless about what was going on. Dr. Edwards put me on a high dose of prednisone, which is a steroid, which made my face huge and puffy and made me really hungry and crazy, according to my mom, but it worked. The disease calmed down and didn't bother me again for a few years. So we didn't panic too much. But when I'm sick, that's a flare-up or a flare. You'll hear me refer to flares. That's a period that my disease is active. So that's what I'm going through right now. When I'm talking about life with Crohn's, I'm generally talking about periods during a flare, which can last anywhere from a few weeks to years. My shortest flares were when I was really young. They were pretty much tamed with steroids or eventually a drug called Remicade, and they would go away within days. Now that I'm older, my body has decided to up the drama factor, which is just great. And my flares tend to last longer and take more time and energy to calm down now. Yay, growing up. When I'm flaring, the number one factor is the bathroom stuff. Now we're going to talk about the bathroom stuff. I have spent 25 years trying to come up with a cuter, sexier, like more chill way to describe all this. But let's call it what it is. It is bloody diarrhea. Sometimes it's mucusy diarrhea. Beautiful. The minute that I have to run for the bathroom, and I'm talking like a finish line sprint here, and I see blood in the toilet, I know I'm dealing with a flare. That doesn't happen to me any other time. And yes, it is a run for the bathroom. The bathroom stuff on its own would be no big deal if it weren't for the urgency behind it. I can be sitting on the couch, watching Scandal, talking to Ellie about how honestly Olivia Pope is not that desirable and everyone should fawn over Abby and Quinn instead and then bam, I need to be on a toilet in two seconds or something terrible is going to happen. And yes, when I say something terrible is going to happen, I mean I'm going to have an accident. And by an accident, I mean I'm going to poop my pants. Do I want to have to explain this to people? Am I thrilled to be having this conversation right now? Not really, but that's the reality. We, we try to find ways to be cute or clever or nonchalant about it, but the reality of having Crohn's disease is that if we can't get to a bathroom soon enough, and sometimes we can't because our body gives us zero warning that we're about to need one, we will have an accident. 
That's why anyone with Crohn's knows to always travel with an extra set of pants because you just never know. So this is why I'm often hesitant or reluctant to be even remotely social during a flare. It's hard to leave the house because there's so much uncertainty. My nightmare is being somewhere during a flare and not having access to a bathroom or a tree or a bush or just somewhere kind of dark and mostly hidden. It's why I plan every run I go on around where there will be available bathrooms and why I'm so adamant that Starbucks bathrooms remove those dang key padlocks reserved for customers only. I have so many strong opinions about bathrooms, people. Since my diagnosis, my disease has presented itself in many different forms. As a kid, my flares were quick and easily treatable with steroids. I hated going on prednisone because it's a really potent drug with pretty aggressive side effects, but it always worked and fairly quickly. Then when I went away to college, I immediately developed a flare and I experienced another bad one the entire time I was studying abroad in Australia my junior year. If you've never been hospitalized in a foreign country, I would say try to avoid it. It's not the best. And the insurance and medical bills turn out to be a real pain after the fact. It was in college that I realized I needed a better treatment plan than just wait to get sick, get steroids, hope for the best. I met with different doctors, but I was in college. I wasn't committed to my health enough to find a great doctor and to see everything through. So I dabbled in Remicade, and it was brilliant. Don't get me wrong here. Remicade is a biologic drug. It's administered through an IV, and if I was sick, it would calm my flare within 24 hours. I eventually got on Remicade in a steady regimen. I stayed on it for years. I would go in. I would get an infusion every eight weeks. But a few years ago, it stopped working for me, and I got really sick. Apparently, I had built up antibodies to the drug, so I needed a new option. Then, in 2012, I experienced a flare that went on to last nearly two years. There were periods of okayness in there, but I never fully came out of the flare. That was when I had to go on medical leave for my job, I had to stop running or doing any kind of physical activity, and I would go days without even going outside or leaving my apartment. It was very hard physically. I lost 30 pounds. I was so weak, and I was in the bathroom more than 20 times a day. But it was also very hard emotionally. I became very depressed during that time. I felt like I had lost my identity. I wasn't Allie on the run. I wasn't Allie the editor-in-chief. I wasn't even Allie the friend, daughter, girlfriend, or aunt. It was a very dark time for me. And I had just moved in with Brian, and we were sharing a one-bedroom apartment. So if you think our relationship is awesome or great or like looks really lovely on Instagram, let me tell you, we have been through the ringer. I highly recommend going back and listening to episode two of the Alley on the Run show for more on Brian's take about what it's like being with someone with Crohn's disease. If you're wondering about that squeaking in the background, that's Ellie. She wants to say hi, and by say hi, I mean she has chosen right now to want to play with her very squeaky football. So Ellie says hi, everyone. Okay, so as far as medicine goes, I have tried it all. I've done prednisone, I've done the 5-ASA drugs, I've done Lialda, Remicade, Methotrexate, which was the worst, Humira, basically anything you see a commercial for on TV, which... Don't get me started on that. But if you see a commercial for it, I've probably tried it. I've tried juice cleanses. I've dabbled in going gluten-free. And I've subsided on just plain pasta and white rice for weeks at a time. What eventually got me out of my two-year flare was a clinical trial. I finally agreed to be a scientific guinea pig because I had hit rock bottom and my doctor and I felt that we were out of, out of viable options. So I enrolled in a trial through my doctor's office which was administered through an IV at first and then through three subcutaneous injections in my abdomen every few weeks. And it worked. That trial brought me back to life. It got me back to being Editor Alley, Alley on the Run. It was the best. 
until it ended. The trial was only for a little over two years, and at the end of it, I was not able to keep getting the medicine, so I was cut off. Yay, medicine. Yay, healthcare system. Again, we'll not get into that today. But when the trial ended, I didn't immediately have another medicine lined up. I was hoping that with a healthy diet, I could stay in remission on my own, but I was wrong. I got sick again last year, at which time my doctor put me on Stellara. I'm still on Stellara now, and while it got me out of that flare for a little while, I'm flaring again now, so who knows. What's the takeaway from all of this? Well, something that all my doctors have agreed on, and that I definitely agree with, and I know my mom agrees with, is that flares are brought on in large part by stress. It's probably not the sole factor, but it's a major contributing one. So I really need to work on managing my stress, and whenever I think I have it down, you know, it's life. It throws stuff your way, and I don't always handle it well, and... That manifests in my body, clearly. As for the other Crohn's symptoms, which I haven't really touched on, it's all very glamorous. Let's see. We've got the diarrhea, the blood, the urgency. Then there are the fevers, the night sweats, the joint pain, the hair loss, the yellow skin, the anemia, the scalp psoriasis, and the exhaustion. And I'm talking can't get out of bed at all today level exhaustion. And of course, there's the stomach pain, which I often describe the pain as feeling like there's a hand mixer in my stomach, like the hand mixer that you register for when you're getting married. Sometimes the hand mixer is operating at a one, like the low level speed you need just to like beat an egg. But then it'll crank up to a 10, like the setting you need when you're whipping up some really dense cookie dough. And it goes from egg beating to cookies with no warning at all. That's, That's when things get messy and that's when I'm running for the bathroom. And when it comes to being a runner, it's kind of comforting to know that almost every runner has a poop story. I may have like 300 of them, but so often a friend will share a story with me about being out for a run and desperately needing a bathroom. And as much as that sucked for them, it's kind of nice for me to hear. So seriously, people, share your poop stories. We we all have them. I promise if you haven't had one yet, your time will come. Sorry, but I think it will. Crohn's has made me appreciate running so much. It makes me want to run when I can, whether that means a lap around the block or a marathon, because I know there will still be times in my life when I can't run. And that's partly why I ran the Brooklyn Half Marathon this past weekend, because yes, I'm flaring, so no, it wasn't going to be an attempt at a personal record. Originally, I wanted to train my little heart out for this race and have it be a PR attempt, and over the last couple weeks, it became clear that that wasn't going to be what was happening, but I still wanted to try and get out there. I wanted to be out there with my friends. I wanted to have a good day. I wanted to just do what I could so I wasn't sitting at home in the bathroom feeling sorry for myself. And the race, well, I made a lot of bathroom stops. Some were necessary. Others were really just all in my head, and that's part of this is I could be out and I could be fine, but if I get in my head that I need a bathroom, I'm I'm running for one. It's like I can bring it on psychologically, which is not ideal. And again, I'm working on it. But this weekend from the start line to the finish out in Coney Island, I had an amazing day and I will never stop being grateful for these amazing days. And yes, talking about this disease makes me very cheesy, makes me emotional. I know. Speaking of cheesy, I went mostly dairy free back in December and I think that's helped. So there's that. Now I'm going to do a separate Q&A episode on this topic and I'll touch more on running with Crohn's when I do that. But For now, what I will say is that running with Crohn's disease is not easy. I'm not always motivated, and sometimes I just can't make a run happen. So I know, like, on Instagram, it can look like, oh, I got out for a run today even though I'm flaring, and that's great. Yeah, that was one time. 
you know, there were six other times this week that I didn't make it out or that I made it out the door and then I made a bathroom stop and then another and another and I finally walked home crying. That happens too and that's just the reality of it. So I've learned to take things one day at a time and to try not to put pressure on myself. That is key. And to always run with a paper towel stash. Pro tip, they're sturdier than toilet paper. And to plan my runs around bathrooms and bushes. Now as for the mental and emotional side of Crohn's disease, which I touched a bit on earlier. The mental and emotional stuff has always been a struggle for me, and it was especially a struggle during that aforementioned two-year flare. During that time, I became very deeply depressed, and I can sugarcoat it by saying I was in a dark place or I hit rock bottom, and I had, but the reality is that I woke up every single day hoping something bad would happen so I would not have to keep living the way I was living. I didn't want to take my own life. I was never, that, that was never the plan. That was never in my head. I just hoped that maybe on my way to Duane Reed to pick up my latest prescription, maybe I would get hit by a bus or maybe the building I lived in would tip over. Like implausible things that I would just kind of be, I just, I didn't want to exist anymore. I didn't want to do it anymore. And I know that's dark, but that, that's the reality. And that's part of having Crohn's is that depression is a very real side effect of this disease. And it can be as debilitating or more debilitating than all the physical stuff. And when you pair them together, it's like, it's pretty explosive. So I never sought help during that time because I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to pay money that I didn't have because I was on medical leave. I didn't want to pay yet another doctor. And I pictured myself just sitting there in a therapist's office crying. And that seemed like a waste of my time and money. I know, I know, hindsight. But I stewed in my own misery for days, weeks, months at a time. It was not good for me. During that time, I honestly believed that I would never be healthy again. I isolated myself. I wouldn't let people come visit, and I felt guilty at the prospect of burdening people with my problems. There were days that I cried for hours, and then there were days that I felt nothing at all. Now, in hindsight, it's easy for me to embrace the everything is temporary mindset, but the most challenging thing about having Crohn's for me is that there's so much uncertainty surrounding this disease. Like, for example, I don't know what caused me to have Crohn's. I don't know if there will ever be a cure for it. I hope there will be, but there's not right now. There are just a bunch of really expensive medicines that the pharmaceutical companies want me to be on and rely on for the rest of my life. And when a flare begins, I have no idea how long it'll last. I don't know if it's going to stick around for a week and it'll just be a blip on my training schedule or if it's going to be a two-year game changer that's going to completely uproot my life. And I gotta say... I am terrified of having kids. I don't really talk about this because I don't know when you talk about like the future and having kids, it's you know supposed to be so personal, whatever. But I'm so afraid of having Crohn's disease and trying to raise children because when I'm sick, I can barely take care of myself. I can barely take care of Ellie, my dog. So how will I ever take care of babies, toddlers, teenagers? It, it is a thought that like stops me in my tracks. It scares me so much. And I try not to think about the future too much, specifically in terms of my health. I try to take things one day at a time and to just do what I can on any given day. Sometimes that still means being home and crying during a flare. Other times it means trying to run and getting to run and actually running a half marathon. So those days are really special and I, I just, I bask in those days. This weekend, I got to run a half marathon in the middle of a Crohn's flare and that's me trying to keep living my life in spite of this disease. It's me reminding myself 
and reminding Crohn's that I am the boss of this body and it's me letting myself have a little fun because Crohn's has taken so much of my fun over the years and I want it to know that I'm still in this fight and I really want to win it. Whew, so that's my life with Crohn's disease so far. There are times when I hate this disease so much and I'm so focused on everything it's taken away from me and all the times it's inconvenienced me, but other times I really am able to take a step back and kind of thank Crohn's for all that it's taught me and for how strong it's made me. Crohn's has taught me resilience, that's for sure. It's made me stronger, it's made my relationship with Brian stronger, and it's constantly helping me bring things back to focus on gratitude, perseverance, and perspective. As I mentioned, I'm going to do a Q&A style episode about Crohn's disease in a few weeks. So if you have any questions about things I talked about today or basically anything that doesn't require a doctor-based answer, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at AllieOnTheRun1 or shoot me an email at AllieOnTheRunBlog at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, whether you're a fellow Crohn's kid, you know someone who has Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, or you just want to better understand this weird pooping disease that I won't shut up about. And as always... Thank you so much for listening to and supporting the Alley on the Run show. I will see you back here on Thursday with one of the most inspiring guys I know. Until then, thanks for joining me on the run.